James chapter number 5 and verse number 16. James writes and he says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And then he says, The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. I want to read that last part of that. James says, the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. For my subject today, I am asking and trying to answer the question, does prayer really work? Does prayer really work? Father, I thank you for another awesome and incredible opportunity Lord, to be in your house. Lord, thank you for the presence of God that is, that is rich and real and, and powerful and wonderful and sweet and awesome and incredible today. Father, I just pray today that you will uh, take your servant today. I pray that you will anoint him with the Holy Spirit today. Father, I pray that you'll give me words to share, to say to your people today. God, I pray that you'll open the ears of the hearer today. Lord, may we listen and may we hear. But God, may we not just listen and hear, but may we heed. May we put in into our real everyday life, Lord, the things that we receive and that we hear today. Father, we ask all of these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All of God's people says, praise the Lord. And you may be reseated this morning. Now, I don't know if you are honest enough this morning to... To admit this, but I believe personally that if we were all 100% honest, no doubt every single one of us here today would have to admit that at some point and time in our life we have asked ourselves this question, does prayer really work? Does it really make any difference to pray? Does it actually do any good? Well, I want to endeavor to answer the question today. Because you see, I'm not a rookie when it comes to prayer. Now, I certainly do not have everything and know everything about this subject, but I do know some things. Are you ready for the answer this morning? Are you sure you're ready for the answer today? Do you think you can handle my answer? Now, don't forget, I'm, I'm, I'm known for my depth. And so I hope that you can handle my highly sophisticated and totally complicated answer today. Are you ready for it? All right, here it is this morning. My answer to the question, does prayer really work? And my answer to that question is, sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. Are you still with me? Don't stare at me in that tone of voice. Let me explain my answer this morning. I'm going to start with some of the reasons why prayer doesn't always seem to work. Let me say that prayer doesn't work sometimes 
If you only pray to get something. Sometimes prayer doesn't work for people who only pray. And the only time they ever pray is when they're trying to get something. Now now listen to me this morning. I'm not saying that you cannot pray and ask God for stuff. Jesus himself said that it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He also said that if an earthly father knows how to give good gifts to his children, how much more will the heavenly father give good things to them that ask? Here's what I'm saying this morning. Prayer. Prayer is not a holy slot machine. Where if you pull the right lever at just the right time, treasure will come pouring out. And prayer is, is not like a, like, like a Walmart shopping basket where you, where you load up all of your stuff in the basket. I mean, it is so full that stuff is falling out of the basket. And then you go through the checkout line. Prayer works, but it might not work for you if, if you only pray when you're wanting to get something. John 6 and 26, Jesus said, You only seek after me for the loaves and the fish that I provide. James said in in chapter 4 and verse 3, he said, when you ask and you don't receive, he said, it's because you only ask for things that will give you pleasure. Does prayer really work? Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't work. You can only pray to get something. Here's another instance when prayer just might not work for you. That is if you only pray to try to convince God to see things the way you see them. See, I I can't speak for you this morning, but, but, but I don't really need God to figure things out for me. I don't really need God to figure things out For me, I I usually have things pretty well figured out. All I need, all I need for God to do is is just place his stamp of approval on my plan. I mean, I've thought this thing through, man. I mean, I've worked hard. I've been diligent, man. I know how this thing ought to happen, how it ought to go off. And I don't really need God to tell me. I don't really need God to figure it out for me. All I need is God to put his big old stamp of approval on what I want him to do. So guess what? This seldom, if ever, happens. You see, I operate with a peanut-sized brain. No amens, please. God, on the other hand, has infinite and unlimited knowledge. Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9, God says, My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. God says, as far as the heavens are from the earth, that's how far apart we are in our ways and in our way of thinking. Now, most Bible teachers teach that God answers prayer in one of three ways. Now, when you pray, God either answers by saying yes, or he says no, or he says not now. 
I believe that God answers prayer in one of four ways. I believe God either says yes or he says no or he says not now. Or I believe sometimes God says that you have got to be kidding. You want me to do what? Are you out of your ever-loving mind? I believe God answers that way sometimes. Here's another one this morning. Prayer may not work if you only pray when there's an emergency. Now, am I saying that you cannot pray in an emergency? Of course, I'm not saying that. Am I saying God will not hear us and God will not respond to us and God will not help us when we call on Him in time of crisis? No, I'm not saying that. But I am saying that there's no guarantee that He will if the only time we pray is in time of emergency. You see, God wants more than just a Hail Mary pass thrown His way as a last result in our time of crisis. Heard about three men who were pinned down in a foxhole. One of the men remembered that he had bought a crucifix, put it on a chain and put it around his neck. So he takes the crucifix from off of his neck and he holds it in his hand. And he looks over to his two buddies and he says, does anybody know how to work this? (laughs) You know, I've met some people like this. They don't have any time for God. They don't have any place for God in their life unless, unless they're in trouble. Oh, unless they encounter a crisis, unless, oh, they run out of all options, then they'll throw the Hail Mary pass. All prayer. Does prayer really work? Sometimes it doesn't work. Let me suggest one more reason, one more time when prayer might not work. That is if you're not willing to change. See, what I've discovered is that prayer changes you as much as it does the situation. See, we're all about the situation. We're all about the circumstance. We're all about the crisis. We're all about the problem. God is all about us. He wants to make us. He wants to mold us. He wants to fashion us into the image of His dear Son. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul prayed three separate times for his situation to change. Talking about the apostle Paul here. But his situation did not change, but he did. What was God's response to the Apostle Paul? Paul, God said to Paul, my grace, my grace, my grace is sufficient for you. See, Paul, Paul wanted God to get him out. God chose rather to get him through. Somebody said God can pull you through a keyhole if you can stand the pull. How many of you are encouraged now? The truth of the matter is God leads us through our valleys much more often than he plucks us out of them. 
He gives us grace. He gives us strength. Oh, oh, he gives us power. Oh, he gives us whatever it is that we need, whatever that it will take for us to walk through the valley and for us to walk out on the other side in total victory. So if you're unwilling to change, if you're not willing to allow your circumstance or your situation to change you and mold you and fashion you into who and what God is trying to do with and for, oh, prayer just may not work for you. All right, I'm endeavoring to answer the question, does prayer really work? My answer is sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. If you only pray to get something, if you only pray to try and convince God to see things the way that you see them, if you only pray when there's an emergency, if you only pray, oh, and if you're not willing to allow prayer to change you, prayer just may not work for you, at least not under those circumstances. I say to you this morning that after living for God for many, many, many years, after developing and experiencing a consistent daily prayer life, let me tell you that I am more convinced. I am more convinced than I've ever been in the entirety of my life. I am totally, completely convinced that, yes, prayer does work. May I suggest this this morning? Prayer does work. When you pray with right motives. Prayer does work when you pray with right motives. Let let me give you six correct motives for prayer. The first one is to spend time in God's presence. If you were to ask me, if you could only have one purpose and one reason for prayer, what would it be? That would be it, simply to spend time in the presence of God. Not to recite to God our wish list. Not to pray our famous, uh, give me prayer, Lord, give me this and Lord, give me that. Not to try and strong-arm God or or recite some magical faith formula that makes a, a genie pop out of the bottle and give us three wishes. No, no, no. Prayer works when we just humbly come into His presence. Oh, it works when we simply sit at the feet of the Master. Oh, it works when we simply bow before the awesome and incredible throne of Almighty God. Oh, the sweetness and the, oh, the peacefulness, oh, the joy of His presence. Another prayer motive or proper motive for prayer would be to sanctify. Sanctify yourself. Because you see, true, honest, sincere prayer sanctifies. David prayed in Psalm 51 and 10. He said, create in me a clean heart, O God. And he said in Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24, search me, O God, and know my heart. Oh, and see if there be any wicked way in me. 
Prayer works when we, when we allow God to show us our flaws, when we allow God to show us our imperfections. Oh, prayer works when we, when we get up from prayer a different person than we were when we got down to pray. I know you never have this problem, but every once in a while I need an attitude adjustment. And no amount of self-talk works. The prayer works. Hallelujah. Spending time in His presence. Letting Him change me. Change my heart. See, what I've discovered that, that it's in prayer when I, when I tell God about the splinter in my brother's eye. Oh, it's in prayer. Oh, when He reveals to me the boulder that's in mine. And it's in prayer when I tattle about all my brother's sins. It's there that God reminds me of mine. Prayer works. Oh, prayer works when you use prayer to sanctify yourself. Somebody said, he who rises from prayer a better person, his prayer is answered. Notice another proper motive for prayer. That is when you pray to search out His will. In Matthew 6, Jesus teaches His disciples how to pray. And He said in verse number 10, He said, pray like this. He said, pray thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus said that when you pray, he said to include in your daily prayer time or to use prayer as a means to search out God's perfect will for you in every situation of your life. Oh, Jeremiah 29 and 11, we love this verse. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Oh, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. God says that he has a plan all mapped out For you, well, I believe that if God has a plan mapped out for you, then common sense tells me that he would want to reveal that plan to you. Prayer is is one of the ways that God uses to reveal his plan that he has for all of us. Well, you might might say, well, pastor, how, how does God... How does God do that? How does He do that? When you pray, how does He reveal His plan for you? Does He speak audibly to us? Probably not. Not saying God can't. God can do whatever He wants to, but seldom does. How does God reveal that plan to us, Pastor? Does He send us a text? Does He send us an email? Well, He hasn't me so far. How then? When and after we pray, He places desires in our heart. How does God reveal His plan to us when we pray and after we pray? He places desires in our heart. Now, I have zero desire to be a computer wizard. Good thing. But I do have a desire to teach. 
I do have a desire to preach. I do have a desire to pray. I do have a desire to love and minister to people. Thus, I do what I do. But not only does God place specific desires in our heart after we pray, He also places certain abilities in our hands. Usually those abilities are already there, but He helps us to discover the abilities that we have in our hands. And He also places specific people in our lives to help guide and direct. And he also opens specific doors for us to get us to the particular place where he wants us to be. So as we pray for God's will to be done in our life, we should then start looking in our heart and start looking in our hands. And then we should start looking at the people that God has already placed in our life. And then we should start looking around to see if by chance there might be some door that seems to be opening to us that fits within the giftings with what is in our heart and what is in our hands. Talk about the fact that prayer does work. That is, if we are praying in order to spend time with Him. And if we are praying in order to sanctify ourselves, and if we are praying in order to search out His will. And let me continue to suggest that prayer works if we submit to His answer. In Luke chapter 22, Jesus contemplates the cross. And it is here uh, uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane. It is here in a three-hour prayer meeting. It is here where Jesus would make the final decision about the cross. Would he or wouldn't he? His spirit said yes. His flesh said no. As son of God, he says yes. As son of man, he says no. And for three grueling hours he prays, Luke 22, verse 42, Lord, Father, Father, if it is your will, Father, if it is within the realm and the scope of your will, take this cup away from me. But he didn't stop his prayer there. He continued, nevertheless, not my will. But your will be done. Pastor, does prayer really work? Yes, it does. It does. If you seek after him, then submit to God's will. It works. Here's what I've discovered. And I mean this sincerely. I'm not just preaching this morning. I'm not saying this. Just for the sake of this sermon this morning, I I discovered this and I believe this with all of my heart. And that is God's will is always best. God's plan is better than my plan. His ways far exceed my ways. If you're in leadership, whether you're a pastor or CEO of a company or manager or whatever, you know that you're always called upon to make decisions that make people mad. Make them mad, makes them angry, stirs them up. Thing is, as the leader, you've got information they don't have. 
It's not that you're so stinking smart. It's that you've got the final piece of the puzzle. They don't have it. You've got the key ingredient that helps you make the right decision. They don't have it. And you can't tell them what it is. It just comes with the territory. You just got to make the decision and live with it. Knowing that people are going to criticize you, they're going to they're throw stones at you, they're going to talk about you. But as the leader, you just got to make the hard decisions. You got to make the hard calls. You know you're making the right decision. You've got all the info. They don't have near the info you do, but you know. They know you made a mistake. They know you messed up. Maybe you did, but probably you didn't. Aren't we that way with our CEO of our soul? God? What? Surely you got a better answer than that, God. Surely you can do better than that, God. But see, see, God's got that key ingredient. He's got the final piece of the puzzle. He doesn't just know yesterday and today. He knows tomorrow, next week, and 10,000 million years from now. Amen? When will we learn that God knows what he's doing? He's not flying by the seat of his pants. He's got our best interest at heart, and he's making the right decision. Amen? Amen. Now, I don't always see it immediately, and I don't always understand it immediately, but later, later, looking back on it, I can see, I can see God's hand in it all. I can see how my way wouldn't have been nearly as good as the way he had planned for me. There is rhyme and there is reason to everything that he does and everything he allows. You know, following the service this morning, I, I could get in my I could get in my vehicle and I could I could speed out of the parking lot like I'm at a Daytona 500. And I could start weaving all over the road and I could jump a curb and I could start driving on the sidewalks. And the people behind me are saying, look at that nut. He's crazy. He's drunk. Or he's had a seizure. He's totally out of control. Look at him. But the truth of the matter is, I'm in total control. It's my hands that are on the steering wheel. It's my foot that is on the accelerator. It is me. It is me that is making the car weave in and weave out. It is me that has made the car jump the curb. It is me that's driving the car down the sidewalk. I'm in total control, even though those behind me think I am totally out of control. Maybe that's you here this morning. Oh, oh, it seems to you like your life is totally and completely out of control. But let me tell you that it is not out of control. Let me tell you that if you are praying and you are searching out the will of God for your life, let me tell you that it is God's hands that are on the steering wheel. It is God's foot that is on the accelerator. Or it is God's foot that is on the brake. God is, he is, he is steering you today. He is, he is directing you. He is guiding you today. Amen. He has everything under control in your life today. Give the Lord a shout of praise in his house today.
Prayer does work. If you're using it, let me suggest another, to soften your heart. Hosea chapter 10 verse 12 says, break up your fallow or unplowed ground for it is time to seek the Lord. Now fallow or unplowed ground is soil that has been so neglected and has become so hardened that it cannot receive seed. I suggest that people that do not pray on a consistent basis, or they pray with wrong motives, they, they allow their heart to get just like that. Their heart becomes hardened, and, and they wonder why worship, oh, oh, what's wrong with the worship? What's wrong with the preacher today? They become bitter, they become out of sorts. Nothing or nobody can please them. Prayer seems like nothing more than a ritual. Oh, they've lost their faith in it anyway. But on the other hand, Psalm 126 and verse 5 said, Those who sow in tears shall reap with joy. Psalm 34 and 18, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and He saves those who are crushed. In spirit. Prayer does work, friend, when we pray to soften our heart. And I've got to admit that if I don't pray, I can become very hard-hearted. But when I pray consistently, with pure motives, this old hard, calloused, crusty, stony heart becomes like putty in the hand of the master. Notice the last correct motive for prayer that I want to suggest today, and that is prayer works. If you pray, to strengthen your faith. Back to Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane in Matthew 26. If you'll read the account, you'll find that for three hours Jesus prayed while the disciples slept. For three hours, Jesus was in excruciating agony, grueling prayer. For three hours, he prayed. For three hours, the disciples snoozed. And what was the result? Jesus gained strength through prayer that empowered him to face and go to the cross. The disciples, the disciples, oh, oh, why they scattered like sheep without a shepherd. Is your faith wavering? Are you doing more worrying than warring? 
is pessimism and doubt and self-pity creeping in. Perhaps, perhaps you were like the disciples were in the garden. Oh, you've been, you've been doing too much napping and not enough kneeling. The worship team gets back in place very quickly and quietly this morning, please. I'm endeavoring to answer the question, does prayer really work? May I suggest that most of us don't really believe it does or we'd do more of it. Because the sad thing about prayer is that we love to sing about it, preach about it, teach about it, have class about it, but very few are really doing it. And God is good, God is great, bless his food on this plate, doesn't count, nor does, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. prayer really work? Does it really work? I believe it does if you pray with correct motives. If not, there are no guarantees. Amen? Would you stand with me this morning? Father, God, I just pray today that you will take the Word of God that has been presented here today. God, I'm not talking about my sermon today. I'm talking about the true Word of God. That part of the sermon, that part of the pre- presentation today. Because that's where the power is. It's in the true Word of God. Not my Word, but your Word. God, I sense in my heart, and I, I just know by the law of averages, I don't have to be some prophet or some wizard to know. But in a group this size today, there are people here today. They even recently have thought, does prayer really work? Does it really do any good to pray? Because can I be so bold as to tell you that most of the things that I ask God for, He doesn't give me. Now, you're a lot more spiritual than I am, and you're just so great, and I, you would never... But I'm telling you the truth. i just tell you the truth. Most of the things that I ask God for, He doesn't give me. I'm not whining. I'm not complaining. He usually gives me something better. And it doesn't look like it's better. You know, when your mama, when you ask your mama for a piece of candy and she gives you a Brussels sprout, you don't see that as better. But how many know that a Brussels sprout is much better for you than a piece of candy? And most of the time, we ask God for candy. Cotton candy, God. Cotton candy. Cotton candy. I have my little three-year-old granddaughter convinced that I have a magic pocket. Now, I've got four pockets, but there's only one that's magic. It's my way of getting kisses and hugs from my three-year-old granddaughter. So don't tell her anything. 
And I've got to convince that I've got a magic pocket. She loves mints. And she'll come up to me and she'll say, Papa, what you got in your pocket? <laughs> Papa, is your magic pocket work? She knows it only works with kisses and hugs. Three or four days ago, about seven in the morning, here she comes knocking on our door. I open the door, and there's little Eliana. She says, Papa, I need to give you kisses and hugs so your magic pocket will work. It works. Now listen, I just told you it's wrong to just pray when you need something. I'll tell you, I'm a whole lot more inclined to give my kids, my grandkids, my friends when they're sweet and kind and nice to me than, than I am when they ignore me. How about you? I'm not saying God has a magic pocket. I'm not saying that at all. But I do know he wants affection from us. Now, my little granddaughter, she's just three. She doesn't know any better. She just, she's doing it because she wants candy. Yeah, she loves her pawpaw, but she wants some candy. She's doing it. You know what? We're not three years old today, but some of us act like it. We treat God like he's got this magic pocket. If we just say the right thing and do the right thing, smooth him just enough, we can get something. Listen, God just wants to hang out with us. And I want to tell you that if God never says yes to me again, if God never gives me anything that I want again, I want to tell you I'm going to keep praying just to be able to spend time in his presence. Father, I just pray you'll take the word that's been shared today. Let it do what needs to be done. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed today, I wonder if you're here today. Say, Pastor, you just you just hit the nail on the head. You just hit me between the eyes today because I've been wondering lately. Does it even does prayer it really work? And does it even pay to pray? I needed this word from heaven today. Is that you this morning all over the room? Can I see your hand? Yeah, raise it up real high and shake them because it's kind of dark in here. Thank you. All over this room, there's people in every single one. sections here today I just want you that lifted your hand to just get something special from the Lord today so I'm going to ask you this morning don't be embarrassed Hey, we've, I told you if we were 100% honest every person in this building at some point in time in, this, in their life maybe they didn't say it maybe they didn't verbalize it but they thought it you lifted your hand a moment ago, probably 25 people. I want you to come and just stand in the presence of the Lord in the front this morning. We're going to spend time with God. We're all coming, but I want to get you up here first. I want to get you on the front row this morning. Come on. Come on, please. Thank you. God bless you, Jerry. You made the first move. There's a bunch of others that lifted your hand. Maybe you didn't lift your hand, and you should have. It's time for you to come. Come on. Thank you. God bless you for responding today. Thank you. Thank you. others this morning that need to be here. Others that need to be here today. Come on. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming this morning. Keep coming this morning. 
They're still coming. I'm going to wait a moment. Keep coming. Come on. Keep on coming. Keep on coming today. Don't come just to get God to do something for you. Don't just come to get something from God. Come first and foremost just to spend time in God's awesome, incredible, wonderful, sweet, miraculous presence. Hallelujah. All right, can the rest of us come on in this morning? Everybody, come on. Let's come forward this morning. Let's come forward this morning. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you have a need this morning, it's okay to ask God. But before you do, why don't you just love on Him a little bit this morning? Just just lift your hands, lift your hearts as a time of surrender, as a time of worship. Jesus said when He gave the model prayer, it's called the Lord's Prayer, it's really the disciples' prayer, the model prayer Jesus gave. He said, begin by saying, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Jesus said, before you ask anything, just just spend time in praise. Just spend time in worship. Just spend time loving on me, Jesus said. Jesus said, begin by saying, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed, hallowed be thy name. God, you're great and you're glorious. And God, you're wonderful and you're marvelous and you're holy and you're lovely. And God, we worship you and we praise you and we bow before you. We honor you. We honor you, God. Do that this morning. Do that for a moment. Do that for a moment. And then, and then if you have a need, present it. It's okay to present it. And then after you present the need, then just thank God that He heard you and that He answered you, whether or not you get exactly what you want, what you think you want or not. That's another story, but you know the prayer is answered because God has heard it and you prayed it from your heart and you meant it in sincerity. God will help you whether He gives you that or gives you something better, whether you understand what's better or not, whether you think it's better or not, believe me, it is. Amen. You dance over me while I am but away. You seem all around, but I prayers and and Lord that that you've modeled in the word how to pray with right motives how to pray with pure motives and God I pray that that we would go forth with this understanding with this teaching and God we would we would start to pray right and Lord we just love you today and thank you for everything that you've done in Jesus name before we